0: We are pressing through Freedom from Fear, part eight. I'll be right back. Blessings to you and welcome to Walk in the Word. I'm your host, Robin Boone. Walk in the Word is a podcast where we are learning to live according to the Word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for stopping by. I hope you can hang out with me for a little bit. I have some interesting information for you. We are continuing our journey through freedom from fear. And we are on part eight. So this is an episode where it gets personal for me. Well, it's actually been personal, but this is personal. (laughs) If that makes sense to you. So I just want to share a couple of things with you. So I need you to listen, get your Bible, grab a pen and paper if you decide. But we are going to be coming from Ephesians 2 10. I was listening actually to a devotional today. It was just a brief one. But it really, you know, I was just listening. And then I started actually thinking about what I was listening to. And wow. Wow. I realized I was actually there. So let me explain. Ephesians 2.10 For we are God's handiwork. Now in the King James it says we are God's workmanship. But um, we are God's handiwork. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. I'm going to read that now from the Passion Translation, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. We have become His poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny He has given each one of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. Even before We were born. God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Listen, y'all. This brings tears to my eyes. Because as I get older. And this is dealing with freedom from fear. Because this is something that the Lord, that the Holy Spirit has brought to my attention my thought life in this area and I want to share this with you because this can happen to anyone if we're not paying attention as I mentioned in a previous episode if we're not thinking about what we're thinking about and how those thoughts affect us and what kind of emotions the thoughts we think elicit. So when we start crying out to God for more, it's like the more we get closer um, to the Lord, the more we want of him and the more we see, and I'm speaking for myself, I say we, but I'm also speaking of myself. The more we see that his plans are the best plans. And coming to the realization that we've been living for our own plans and living to fulfill our own plans is a hard thing to accept. But when we accept it and we repent and we're like, okay, God, I've had enough of doing things my own way and pursuing my own dreams and pursuing, you know, the things that I desire to pursue or the things that other people wanted me to pursue or the kind of person that other people wanted me to be. I want to be who you created me to be. And I want to pursue and to walk in the things that you have for me. And so that cry... Becomes louder and louder. That voice that says, Wow, there has got to be more than this. There's got to be more than the job I'm doing. There's got to be more than the relationships. There's got to be more than this, Lord. There's got to be more. And so I have been experiencing that over, over some time, but it's getting louder and louder. There's got to be more. And when I say that, that is not the enemy as far as I'm concerned, because the enemy will come in and be like, oh, yeah, there's more than this. You, That's that's not for you. Um, I need you to step on over and to the other side where the grass looks greener. I am not talking about that today in this episode. I'm talking about the cry of the heart of a believer that says, God, I know you have something more for me. What is it, Lord? And with that cry becoming louder, the dissatisfaction, with the current circumstances, the current situation, the current place becomes stronger. And when that happens, saints of God, we are not to run and start trying to figure it out on our own and trying to do this and trying to do that and trying to pursue that venture and that venture or that person and that person no when that when that when the cry for more becomes louder when the that dissatisfaction with current situations and circumstances becomes stronger we have to run we have to fall before the feet of Jesus we have to get in a place of Pursuit of God, of Him, of just Him. Because if we don't, this is what happens. We become fearful. And I'm telling you what I have experienced and am sometimes going through when I don't keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. We become fearful. So let me rehearse that: when the cry of our hearts that God has put there becomes loud, that there is more, God, there is more. I sense it in my spirit; there is more that you have for me. Oh Lord Jesus, there is more that you have for me. Then the that, then next is these this, and this is hand in hand: the dissatisfaction with the way things currently are or the way I currently am becomes stronger then if we're not careful fear comes into play why because if you're getting older like we all are but I'm in my latter years and of course we never know the day or the hour that God will call us home individually nor do we know the day or the hour when Christ is coming back for his church. Okay, so I just want to put that out there. All right, so we we become afraid that we have missed him. Am I too old? Am I too old for that relationship? Am I too old for that kind of job? Am I too old to start my business? Am I too old to switch careers? Am I stuck? Lord, am I stuck here? Have I ignored your voice or gone my own way so long that I'm stuck right here in this place? Is this all there is? Is it too late for me? Those questions can cause fear, or excuse me. Yeah, these questions right here will come up and they'll cause fear. But when we go back to the scripture, that says, I'm going to read it again from the Passion Translation. We have become his poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny of, He has given each one of us, for we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Therein lies the answer to the fears that come When we get concerned that we are not going to to fulfill the destiny that God has for us, there's the answer right there. And that's what blessed me today when I listened to that devotional of Ephesians 2.10. It wasn't the devotional. I don't even remember what was being said other than this scripture God created us and we will fulfill, excuse me, God recreated us because when we accepted Christ, he, we uh, were reborn or recreated. We received our new nature. And this is so encouraging because it lets me know that even at my age, and I'm I'm not way up there, y'all, but I'm just saying, (laughs) and even at your age or younger, you know, even as a teenager, God has a plan and a destiny that we will fulfill. And once we turn away from our own ways and we begin to walk in the Lord, we began to live the way God called us to live, holy, set apart, seeking him, loving him, worshiping him, being involved in his ministry. I didn't say being involved as a pastor or being involved as a minister or a deacon or an elder. I said being involved in his ministry Because the Bible says we are all ministers. And we're ministers. Each believer is a minister of reconciliation. Calling the lost to be reconciled to the Heavenly Father through Christ. So this is such a blessing. Even before we were born... God planned what we would do. <laughs> yes, God planned what we would do. Oh my God, this makes me want to cry. God planned every good work. So the fear of not fulfilling the destiny that God, that God has for me has to leave. The fear of not being able to realize that more that's crying out in me that fear has to leave because this is reassurance that God will and is ordering my steps And the destiny he has planned for me, I will fulfill it. I will do it. You will fulfill it. You will do it. And while we think that we wasted time when we were outside of Christ or even while we were in Christ and still went our own way because I was there too, in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of God, still deciding to do my own thing. God has not wasted one minute of our time because everything that was good, bad, rebellious, God is working it together for our good. He has used it and is using it to form our character, to form our Christ-like character. When we were walking away and aside and, and for the devil, When we were living for him, those uh, things that we were caught up in, the lifestyle that we were in, God is even using that for our good. Because then we can use our experiences to help someone else. And for him to work things out of us. We are learning through those things that we were involved in. We have learned to discern. Hey, okay, if someone comes to us and they're wrapped up in that lifestyle that we were in, whatever it was, we're able to discern and say, hey, wait a minute. You're coming to me with one face, but I see another face behind that. So let's deal with that. Let's deal with the truth of of who you are right now. And we can help them get delivered into the kingdom because we have been where they are. So let me say that again. We, nothing is wasted. God wastes nothing. And that's, as again, that is so encouraging because where I was, God is not wasting it. He's using it. He has used it to form my character and continue to form my character and he's using it for me to help somebody else and he's also using it so that when things try to creep up again I can say no devil that's not going to happen to me again so you can under the blood of Jesus so whatever he has for me whatever he has for you allow the fear of not realizing it. Oh, don't allow that fear to take over, to to rest in your heart. Take courage because He will, He will get us to our destiny. He has already prepared the works which we're actually doing right now. And the, the blessed thing about this. The other blessed thing is that, listen, this says God prepared this in advance for us to do. So wait a minute. You mean to tell me that while I was out there in my own thing, while I was in sin. Maybe actually before I was conceived. God had works that he already planned for me to do before I was born? What? Didn't he tell Jeremiah that that he was in his mother's womb? God ordained him as a prophet? So, in my mother's womb? I know he was talking to Jeremiah, but this right here tells me he's talking to us, Ephesians 2.10. Listen, God already had, even though God knew, oh, this is so mind-blowing. God knew everything. He even knew that I would not accept him until I was a late teenager. He even knew that I wouldn't get serious about him until I was in my late 20s. He knew that I wouldn't even surrender to him years later. He knew that I wouldn't take him seriously, take this walk totally seriously until years later. God knew the day the time, the moment, the second that I would say, Lord, I throw up my hands and I can't do this anymore on my own. God knew that. And He knows that we do that more than once because life happens and we find ourselves trying to figure it out on our own. And we have to do that over and over again. God knows. He knows. Devil, you're a liar. Everything that you have tried to get me to believe, that I'm not going to fulfill my destiny, that I'm not going to have that relationship that God ordained for me to have, that I'm not going to walk in whatever ministry God has for me. I rebuke, I reject, I cast down every lie that my family, that my children, every lie, every thought that makes me think my children are not going to walk in the calling that God has for them, the blood of Jesus, I cast that back to the pit and I say, Lord, I thank you that not only is Ephesians 2.10 for me, it's for those listening, it is for my children and their children and their children, the blessings of the Lord belong to my descendants for as long as you allow us to be on this earth until you return. Fear can no longer dwell here Because God promised that I will do the works that He prepared for me in advance and that I will fulfill the destiny that He created for me to fulfill. In Him, every promise is yea. Yes, and it is amen. So be it. So be it, Ephesians 2 10. So be it that we will fulfill our destiny. So be it that we will continue to do the good works. Listen, if you are walking and doing evil works, stop. Stop. Turn away, repent, turn from the evil works, turn to the Lord so that you can do the good works that he has prepared for you to do. If you are in Christ and you're in between good works and evil works because you're just not sure about who God is, leave those evil works behind, honey. Leave them. And turn back to the Lord and give Him your full surrender. Yeah, yes. We surrender over and over and time and time again. But when that full surrender comes, It will mean that your desire for God, your desire for the things of God, your desire to know him, that trumps everything. So I want to stop there. I'm sorry, I'm learning this editing thing. So you may hear a little break uh, just a couple seconds ago, so I apologize for that. but. Uh, again the desire that we have for the lord um just intensifies as we surrender to him you know sometimes there are different areas of our lives that we are not sure we we don't even know we need to surrender until he exposes them and that's why it's really important to be in the word of god Um, Because he, again, he doesn't want us walking in fear. And there's so many areas and hidden places where fear can be. Just like uh, he revealed to me, you know, just through that scripture. You know, I had to just uh, surrender that to him. And say, okay, God, I, I recognize that this has been happening in my mind and my thoughts, my emotions. And so now it's, now that you exposed it, thank you. And I repent and Lord just get it out and show me how to overcome it from here on out. And, and you know, that scripture went to places that a human being couldn't go unless they were giving me that word. So, uh, you know, that just the Holy Spirit, he, he discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart. He cuts down uh, to the joint and the marrow of the matter. So that's what God's word will do. So I just want to pray right here and, and thank God, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity just to be able to come before you and to see how you love us so much, your grace, your mercy, your tenderness, God, even your judgment, oh God, is still wrapped and surrounded in love because you are love that's what your word says and that's what I believe so I just pray God that you have spoken to us today and that you would help each one of us God to know that we are not wasting time that you have that actually our times are in your hands and I pray God that we would fully surrender those times to you God. So that you can get us to our destiny. Order our steps, Lord, as you promised in your word. And when we try to step away, I pray that you, Holy Spirit, would bring us back, get us back in line. I thank you for it. And I give you praise, oh God. Thank you so much for your love for me, for us, for the listener, for our families, God, for mankind. Thank you so much for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. And not just die on the cross, but to be raised again to new life so that we too would be raised to new life. Thank you, Jesus. Not just here on this earth, God, but when that time comes that you call us home. That's a new life. And we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.